The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is not live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our Mini Helmet Contest. The SGPN Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Howdy-ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time to an exciting episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're still in the middle of our no UFC uh, events going on. What I'm trying to say is it's the UFC off season, so to speak. Uh, we got about four weeks off of that, but that has not stopped the true MMA degens of us from betting on fights. So we got another fight we're going to break, another fight card we're going to break down for you on this here episode, and I'm one half of the people that are going to help you break it down. Um, the one with the easy job, who's not actually going to put his uh, neck on the line and make picks. I would be Jeff Chalks Fox. No, because I have uh, a man who watches every MMA promotion in the world and knows about all these people, even if they're 25 year old sumo wrestlers, or if they're uh, super atom weight uh, female fighters, he, he knows about all those fighters. So that was last episode. Hopefully he knows about people on this our episode as well. Last episode, we were in Japan. This episode, we are going to London, England, to the O2 Arena for uh, Cage Warriors event, which is also happening on New Year's Eve. So uh, let's bring in the man of the hour, Mr. Daniel Gumby Breland. Hello. Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't think I had to do very much research for either of these past two fight cards because nope. I know just about everybody on them. There was one guy on this oh. one I had to look up and remind myself about just to remember, but like, we, I, I think I talked about it last time. There were three former UFC fighters on that Ryzen 40 card. Um, yep. And there are four on this one. Uh, there, there are four that we're going to break down out of the five fights here. Crazy. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to ded- dedicate up to 268 to someone. It's important dedication. It's going out to Jared Vandera, who very wrongly, miscarriage of justice, has been cut from the UFC. So when did that up, happen? Up to him. I just, just came through today. He announced his departure from the UFC. I'm following a four a five fight skid so i'm sure it was his his decision to leave right yeah that's a that's a, that's a that took a long time sad it, sad 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 so uh, maybe he'll be on one of these cards that we're breaking down uh, so one of these regional cards we're breaking down uh, soon enough but uh not in this one but this uh this cage words event does have quite a few as dan said quite a few names you may know uh, especially if you're a hardcore and you you know your ufc it would be cage words 148 that we're speaking of uh Another New Year's Eve event, uh, but since it's over in England, if you're listening to this in uh, the East Coast, North America, or Eastern time zone, 2 p.m. Eastern is the start time. Much uh, more palatable than the 4 a.m. Ryzen one we just broke down uh, yesterday's episode. Uh, this one also will be on UFC Fight Pass, so it will be easier for you to find as well. Um, the Indigo at the O2 Arena in London, England, is where it's taking place in a cage. 12 fights. We're breaking down what? Five of them. Uh, you want to? You had a bonus pick you wanted to talk about as well. The opener. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that in at the end. Right. If you guys okay. want a a fun dog that I think you guys can uh, can cash in on, I will All throw right. that to you at the end of the episode. So uh, right. 
stay tuned. Okay, we'll start off. This the flyweight championship is listed. Topology has it listed like way down the fight card, but uh, I'll go with go with what they say. Uh, you I, would think, I think at the top, would it not? Or I think they do. Um, so sometimes Cage Warriors, and I, I'm not sure if they're doing this again. Sometimes they do a split card. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where where they have like uh basically a fight card, a little intermission, and then another fight card. Okay, that would make sense. Um, yeah. and, and not only would that make sense, if you also look after that, it, it does seem to be like a uh like a country versus country theme above that. Right. Yeah, that's what they were they were playing. I thought they were gonna do a US versus or Europe versus the world type of thing. So I yeah, like kind of what they're doing. So it, it does look like it kind of held through. And I think it originally was supposed to be split right on that line. And now, yeah. uh, yeah, that flyweight fight, I think is the right before the intermission. All right. Regardless of when it happens, uh, it will happen. And here is all the info you need to know on it. So it's five, five minute rounds for the cage warriors flyweight championship. The champion Sam Creasy versus the challenger. Such a dual Hague. Or is it Hack? Haku is Hake. Right? I think you had Hake. Right. Hake? Yeah, Hake. Right. Yeah. Hake. Hake, I will tell you about first. Uh, since he is the challenger. Superman. He's another Superman. We're running into lots and lots of Supermans. Um, but here's another one claiming to be Superman. He's 14 and 5 with four knockouts. He's been knocked out one time. Six and two in Cage Warriors. He's won four straight fights. He has beaten Creasy before back in 2016 via decision. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. 2012 promo made debut. Two years younger than Creasy, minus 115. So a ve- he's a very slight favorite going into this fight. The champion Creasy, nicknamed Ure. Urei? Urei? Urei. Sure. <laughs> You're not helping with that at all. Right? Yeah, nope. I think we've talked about him and talked about the nickname before, have we not? Uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about him before his last fight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, that's his nickname. So take it, take it as it is. Um, he's 16 and four, Creasy. He's got four knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out three times. 11 and four in Cage Warriors. And he is their current champion. He's won five of his last six, including his last fight, uh, which was a successful defense of his title. He's an inch taller than Haig, minus 105. Go ahead. So I'm going to go with the ever so slight dog here in Creasy. And mostly just because, so so they fought before in Haig won. And if you go back to that fight and watch it, Hake looks like he's sharper on the feet uh, and he can mix in takedowns and stuff like that. I think Creasy has gotten exceptionally better over that period of time, whereas Hake may, may be a little bit better of a version of himself, but not substantially better than he used to be. Um, and then the other thing I'll say about Hake, too, is like I think Hake would do fine if he leaned heavily on his wrestling in this fight like he loves to shoot a takedown um but like not until like two-thirds of the way through the fight like he'll shoot a takedown like at the end of the second round and he'll be successful with it and i don't know if it's that he lulled his opponent to sleep or whatever but like if you go back earlier in his career he used to lean on it way more and i think like that would be a great route to trying to beat creasy here although creasy does jump on submissions really well um and I just don't think he's going to do it enough. And now I think he's slower than Creasy on the feet. I think Creasy's got a little bit more power on the feet. He's a little bit better of a finisher. So uh, it, it, this is a tough one because they have fought before. They're familiar with one another. But I am going to go with Creasy here. I, I think he just avoids enough of the wrestling. I think Hake doesn't go in with the right game plan and it winds up getting him beat. A big, big dog to start things off. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Minus 105. Get in there. Well, hey, it's fine. If you think he's going to win, that's a good number. Yeah. All right. Um, you can get lots of good numbers over at our friends at WinBets. 
establishment. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, plus reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games of the day of. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, about $100, win $100, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest from now until the end of the year. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. To enter, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. All right. Um, so we're thinking that's the last fight before a bit of a intermission. And then we'll break down the main card now, starting with Darren Stewart versus Guillermo Cadena. And this is at 185, so a middleweight fight. Um, Cadena, is it Cadena or Sadina? It's Cadena. Cadena. Yes, Cadena. Warrior, 30 and 19. Four knockouts, 15 submissions. He's been knocked out 10 times, submitted twice. He's won four straight fights all via finish. He's not lost a fight since May of 2019. This will be his Cage Warriors debut. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Used to fight at lightweight and welterweight. 2012 Pro May debut. He's also won an Owen Bare Knuckle Boxing. Two years younger than Stewart. Three inches of reach on advantage on him, plus 250. The dentist... Stewart, 12 and 9 with two no contests, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out one time, submitted twice, four and two in Cage Warriors. He's won, he's lost, he's gone 0 and 4 with one no contest over his last five fights. He's not won since August of 2020. He used to fight at light heavyweight, it was a regional champ. He is an inch taller than Kanina, minus 325. This is one of the numbers that has really blown up since they first hit the board. Yeah, it hasn't blown up that much since this morning. Cadena no, okay. uh, was already two, I think, two thirty-five uh, as of this morning. So two fifty is a slight bump. Um, I will say this: uh, in watching Gear make Cadena, because this is I, I mentioned at the top of the show, there was one guy who I was like, I do need to do a little bit of research because I don't know if I remember this guy well enough. First of all, I'm going to tell you that I'm absolutely perplexed that he's 1-0 in bare-knuckle boxing because this dude's awful on the feet. Like <laughs> He's like truly, truly, truly bad on the feet. Um, like doesn't know what he's doing. Looks like he would get knocked out by any middleweight in the UFC. Um, and at the same exact time, I think I'm going to take him on the dog price here because he's really, really sharp on the ground. Um, so literally all he needs to do is get this fight to the ground for like a minute. And I think he can sub Darren Stewart. And the other thing about Darren Stewart too, is while, while Darren Stewart does really like to box towards the end of his UFC career there, he, he kind of fell in love with shooting takedowns, um, like really weirdly. Um, I, I'm trying to remember exactly the fight I remember seeing him in, but he like out wrestled somebody. And I was like, what the hell am I even watching? Um, so like, Will Stewart take him down? I'm not entirely sure he will. Will he take Stewart down? Also not sure he will. Um, oh, I think it was the Maki Pitolo fight. Um, anyway, um, D- Darren Stewart, I think will wind up on the ground with Kadena at some point in time. And if he does, I, I like Kadena. He's got tons of experience. He's a good grappler. Um, he's really tricky. He goes for submissions all the time. 
I'm going to say I think he catches Darren Stewart. Now, with that being said, just a fair warning to anybody who's watching this and they're like, what the hell was Gumby thinking? If it doesn't ever hit the ground, this pick will look extremely bad. Like, this pick will look like I would. I had no idea what I was talking about. I understand that. I recognize that. But at the same time, I think it will. All right. There you go. He put some qualifiers on there to make himself look, <laughs> look better if, if he swings and misses. on. He's the really Plus bad. At, he's re- Speaking of swinging and missing, he is really <laughs> bad on the feet. <laughs> all right. There you go. There are your qualifiers. Um, all right. We'll jump up a couple of fights. We'll go to down oh, so many classes to Bantamweight. Tomas Gronball versus Wilson Reyes. Hey, oh, excuse me. Oh, Wilson you messed Hayes. it up on the first It's been a try. while, man. <laughs> I haven't talked about him for a while. Hayes, you may know from his UFC career as well. All right, tell you about Gron Ball first. The train, 10-4-1, one knockout, four submissions, never been finished in the fight. This is his Ryzen, not Ryzen, excuse me, Cage Warriors debut. 2012 was his MMA debut. He's nine years younger than Hayes, three inches taller, two inches of reach over him, minus 110. Hayes, 25 and 12 with 11 submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted once. 2-0 and in Cage Warriors. He did win his last fight. That was his only win over his last three. He's gone two and three over his last five. Used to fight at flyweight. Used to fight at featherweight. Now he's right in the middle. He went seven and six in the UFC and five and four in Bellator. He was the elite XC champion, if anyone remembers that. The old school heads will remember that. He was the inaugural bandweight champion there. Also was a regional champion. 2007 was his pro MMA debut. He also was a BJJ champ multiple times over. And you can get him for minus 115 in this fight. So I, I'm going to go with Hayes here. Um, okay. Over Groval. In what I've seen of Groval, he kind of is, he's like a, a poor man's Makwan Amir Khani uh, is a good way to think of him. He, it, it's not that he can't strike, but it's that it's so obvious he would rather be grappling that sometimes his striking suffers from the fact that he wants to grapple so bad. Uh, additionally, too, like he's one of those guys who is so desperate to grapple from time to time that he shoots from like seven miles away um, and like really needs to chain things together and like work hard for those submissions. And for those who don't remember watching Wilson Hayes fight in the UFC, he is a really talented grappler and he's very physically strong. Like, I can't stress that enough. He's built like, you know, like a, a soda can, right? Like he, he's a refrigerator of maybe a mini fridge. Cause he's, he's 125 or 135 pounds most of the time, but like he's way too strong for Granval to just be like chaining a three part or four part takedown together to get him. Um, so like without it being somebody who can like knock him out, I don't think I don't think Granval has a lot of choices of what he can do in this fight. I mean, I guess he could try to like pick him apart from the outside, but as we've kind of seen with with Wilson Hayes over the years, like he is not a bad boxer and he gets in your face and he kind of bullies you. He's got his good ground game in his own right. I just don't see a path for Granval to beat him in the striking. Uh and I don't think he's gonna get enough grappling going. So I'm I'm gonna go with Wilson Hayes here. All right, Hayes is the pick. Um, we also, uh, another place that you can make picks at, sure, we'll say that. Bad transition, but we're going to talk about Underdog Fantasy because we are brought <laughs> to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. 
They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. Um, what are we going to move on to now? Let's move on to nothing but championship fights going forward. Co main event for the Cage Warriors Light Heavyweight Championship. It is vacant still, right? One of the men fighting for it vacated originally, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, yes. This was Modestus Pukaskis' yes. title. He vacated to go to the UFC. They have not given away it again, and now he fights for it. <laughs> He's back. Yep. So Modestus Bukaskis, who is on Dan's Top Turtle on May podcast this week. So make sure you listen into that. Good interview. He's fighting Chuck Campbell. And this is for the light heavyweight championship, as we mentioned. Uh, Campbell, 5-1 and one with one no contest, two knockouts. To his credit, he's never been finished in a fight. He's 2-0 in Cage Warriors. He won three straight fights, the last one via TKO. He went 2-1 in Bellator. He's a man of mystery. I don't know his age. His age is not listed anywhere online that I can find. I assume he's older than Bukaskis, or don't you know? I would guess he's older than Bukaskis, despite the fact he has way less experience. Yeah. He looks older, and Bukaskis is a young dude. Yep, he is. Uh, Campbell is an inch taller and has half an inch of reach, so basically that's a wash. Plus 200, Bukaskis, the Baltic Gladiator, 12 and 5, 8 knockouts, 2 submissions, but knocked out 3 times, submitted once. He was 6 and 1 in Cage Warriors and the former champion. Uh, he did win his last fight. He went one and three in the UFC. Used to fight at middleweight. Was a regional champ uh, on top of his Cage Warrior Championship. And he's minus 245 for this fight. So first of all, uh, I put the intern on it while you were talking and uh, was able to find Chuck Campbell's age. He is 39. Oh, he's um, an old guy. He is 11 years older than Mutestas Bukaskis. Um First of all, that's that's a new piece of information for me, but it makes me feel even better about Bukaskis because this is yep. not Campbell's not a guy who's like coming into his own at this age. He is, uh, you know, he's he's really talented. He strikes well. Uh, but one of the things I don't like about what I've seen from Campbell is he takes a really long time for his hands to reset after he throws a combination like he his You can tell he like doesn't come from a boxing background because like. When when a you know a guy who's started in boxing or who has lots of boxing training throws hands, their hands immediately retreat to their chin uh, to protect from the counter. He just doesn't do that. So I, I worry about that for him because in a fight with Bukaskis, first of all, Bukaskis is not a bad counter striker. Maybe it's not his best part, but he's not a bad counter striker. So if Bukaskis is on the offense and is pushing forward in looking for the takedowns. The takedowns are going to be there. He's going to take down Chuck Campbell and he's going to win the fight on the ground, ground and pound style. If Campbell is able to turn the tides and be the one pressuring forward, he's still in danger because he doesn't protect himself enough from a counter against a good counter puncher like Modestus Bukaskis. So I personally think Bukaskis is going to be moving forward and get the pressure on him the way that he needs to. But even if he doesn't, I still think Bukaskis has kind of an easy time here with Campbell. All right. Minus 245. He's going chalky again here. Uh, brings us to, hey, he, he's got to calm the way he sees him. Uh, brings us to our main event, which is for the Cage Warriors Middleweight Championship. Christian Leroy Duncan versus Jesse Taylor, a name you, the old school MMA fans may remember. Uh, <laughs> you, you may know him as JT Money, though. Um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's 33 and 16, he being JT Money. Six knockouts, 18 submissions. He's been submitted himself 15 times, so all of his losses except for one 
have come via submission. So he's been submitted 15 times and lost via decision once. Uh, he's 2-1 in Cage Warriors. He used to be the champion of Cage Warriors. He's won two straight fights, both via submission. However, he's not fought in over a year. It was November of 2021 when he last fought. 1-1 one one in the UFC. 7-0 and oh over two seasons of the Ultimate Fighter and the champion of one season. I think I saw that he has the most wins in the Ultimate Fighter history. Which that makes sense. sense. Yeah, 7. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, he also what got uh, drug. Uh, he filled a drug test, and he also put his fist through a what uh, car window? Limo, limo window. Limo yeah. Window? Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he kind of squandered his UFC chances. Um, what That's one the in... best season of the Ultimate Fighter ever, <laughs> by the way. I'm not. I'm not kidding. You are That's... not watching at all. I, I I think I watched it. T- tough seven. Tough seven is the best season of tough. It's so good. There you go. Don't at Dan. Don't say don't at him. If you don't you can at me on that. Seven. I'm very passionate about it. I'm ready. <laughs> right. I'm ready to debate you. <laughs> at him uh, about tough seven. Sure. Um, he's gonna be Vreeland or on our, in our Discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord. All right. Uh, Taylor, one-on-one World Series fighting, 0-2 in strike force. Used to fight at welterweight and light heavyweight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, as well as Cage Warrior. So he does have a lot of championships. Um, 2006 Pro MMA debut, plus 400. Christian Leroy Duncan, 7-0, five knockouts, one submission. 7-0 in Cage Warrior, so all of his fights have been there under their banner. Three straight wins via finish. He is the current the, the champion at middleweight. He's already defended his title once. 12 years younger than JT Money. Uh, inch taller than him. Don't have reach info for him, unfortunately. Minus 550. I do have that number, though. Go ahead. So, so first of all, I would say I, I, when I saw this posted, I'm a little bit worried that Jesse Taylor might have something to answer or, or something to give trouble to Chris Leroy Duncan in the grappling department. Because Duncan, for those of you who have not seen, is a very explosive striker. Big flying knees, spinning back fists. You know, like he, he can knock you out with anything. Um, explosive is all hell. And the the type of guy you always worry about against somebody like that is a grinder like Jesse Taylor. Here's the, here's the reason I'm not tempted on the Jesse Taylor line though, is Jesse Taylor's won twice since he got let go from the UFC after winning the ultimate fighter and testing positive for steroids. He's won two times in MMA since then that was in 2017. Okay. So in the last five and a half years, He's won twice. Once he beat Seth Bazinski. You remember Seth Bazinski? Of course. Yeah. One time he beat Seth Bazinski, and the other time he beat this guy named Daniel McWilliams, which, by the way, is a great name, Daniel mm, McWilliams. Yeah, it is. He's That dude is 18 and 47 in MMA. So, like, the only people Jesse Taylor has beaten as of late are people who are terrible in MMA at this point in time or so over the hill – that like they got nothing left. So I think the youth and athleticism still gives me enough faith in Chris Leroy Duncan. Also intern just updated me. Daniel, the animal McWilliams, record has now been <laughs> updated to 18 and 50. He's now 18 and 50 uh, for the, for those of you who are he's wondering. He's an animal though. Yeah. He's an animal 18 and 50. Um, So like, I'm not running out there to throw Christopher Leroy Duncan in a parlay at negative 550. Um, because that's a huge number. It's not going to boost your parley enough. And I think there is a clear path to victory for Jesse Taylor. I'm also just not like tempted enough to throw money on Jesse Taylor. There are dogs I like more on this card. You know, I mentioned Kadena um, fighting Darren Stewart. That's a dog I'd rather throw that money on. Um, and plus, like he he could just come out looking 
like a pathetic version of himself because like we, we haven't really seen him fight uh as of late so yeah give me you know gun to my head pick give me uh give me duncan here all right um recap his picks he being gumby duncan Bukaskis, Hayes as a slight favorite, uh, Kadena as a pretty big underdog, but he put a lot of qualifiers on that. And then Creasy as a very slight underdog. And you have a bonus pick for us, someone that you spoke to this week. Yeah, I, I talked to uh, Orlando Prince uh, leading into, uh, on Top Turtle, leading into his fight this week against Samuel Bark. And I'm, uh, first of all, after I, or leading into the interview I was going to do with him, I did a whole bunch of watching of some of his old fights and the dude is damn impressive on the mats, right? Like this dude is a jujitsu specialist, which you rarely ever see coming out of the Netherlands. Um, He's a black belt in jujitsu coming out of the Netherlands and he comes from a kickboxing background before his jujitsu. So like, he's kind of a fun prospect in that way. I think the only reason he's a massive dog here is he's coming off a loss to Tom Mearns. And when I watched that fight, I was like, ah, maybe he's not as good of a prospect as I thought he was. And then he sort of clued me in. Like he had not been training prior to that. They asked him to take the fight last second. Um, He had some injuries and there was like a whole bunch of things leading up to it. And the biggest reason he took it was he was afraid cage warriors was going to take his contract away. You know, he's only a three and O pro leading into that fight. He thought they were going to take the, the contract away. So he went out there and he fought and he didn't look good. And now he's getting, you know, full training camp up against a guy who he kind of likes to work in the clinch and hasn't really fought anybody of note to my, at least in my opinion. And if he's going to work in the clinch against Orlando Prince, I think he's going to wind up grappling with them. I think it's going to be a mistake. And with all that being said, you know, Prince right now betting off at plus 400. So just as like a, a kind of uh, ace in the hole pick here to round out the show, I think you could do a lot worse than playing Orlando Prince at plus 400. He's a way better play than somebody like JT money uh, who you're getting at basically the same price. And the top turtle, um, Top turtle curse—it doesn't exist, right? So we're it, saying it, well? that jinx. That jinx is dead. If <laughs> if you go back and look at, hang on a second. Now I now I gotta put the intern on it. If you go back and look at the shows, oh no, Juliana Rosa and Brian Battle was our last UFC show. Oh really? <laughs> maybe don't maybe don't look at that one. <laughs> maybe the curse is back. We'll but Billy Quarantillo was on the one before that. Yeah, he looked he's true. damn good. And it and it's a dog. Come on, what do you want? What do you want from him? All right. Come on. What was the number I, you said? What was plus the number? 400. Whoa. What's he doing? What are you having plus 400 people on your show? Come on. I knew better I, than that. I, I have the faith. <laughs> All right. Um, so that is Cage Warriors. Make sure you check that out and get in the Discord and chat with us. I'm sure there will be some degens in there betting on it and talking about it on New Year's Eve day. Oh, and, um, and, we've now, and we've now given you picks for four different events going down on right. uh, New Year's Day. Uh, yep. you, can, you can watch Octagon 38, you can watch Cage Warriors 148, you can watch Ryzen 40, and you can watch Bellator versus Ryzen all on the same day. I think I've given you, so I've given you 21 picks off of there. One of them sadly has fallen through. Yeah. Uh, and it's not happening. The main event to Octagon uh, is no longer Mossic. Uh, Masik pulled out of that fight. He's no longer in it. Uh, or no, Masik's still in the fight. He's fighting Gustavo Lopez, but uh, he's no longer fighting the Danish dude he was set to fight. Um, but Gustavo Lopez, another UFC guy uh, in that fight against Philip Masik now. So uh, yeah, now you've got 
Now that that fight is gone, I've now given you 20 picks that I like for, for wow. New Year's Day. There's a lot oh you God. can do with. There's a lot you can do with that. Except don't bet on New Year's Day because it's New Year's Eve day is what he's trying to tell you. So. Right, right. Well, I have yes. one of those two. Yeah, yeah. Get your picks in early. All right. Um, we'll be back. We'll, we'll be coming back again. We're coming back on New Year's Day, I guess, right? To recap yeah, everything. Yeah. All right. We'll be back on Sunday to recap and look ahead uh, to the new year. Um, we told you about Discord. We told you about SGP and MMA is, is our Twitter handle, the Gumby Runs. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. Um, we both write for sportsgamblingpodcast.com, so make sure you check out all the articles there. Uh, we told you about Top Turtle. I run a uh, MMA site called moneymma.substack.com. Give that a subscribe and check out my stuff on there. And if you like our podcast and you've listened this this far, make sure you give us the rate and review us on whatever you listen to us on. So that's all I got for you. I'm going to let Gumby take you home on our last show of 2022. All right. I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's JT Money Jeff Fox. And we will see you in the new year.